Welcome to Conscious Curiosity SD, where successful San Diego leaders share their stories of leading beyond profit and are using the influence of business to positively change the companies and communities we all work and live in. I'm your host, Jeff Blanton from Jailbreak Leadership, a unique set of processes that unlock the unlimited passion and potential of your team to create a 10x result in your business. I want to thank our collaborative community of San Diego business organizations, the Better Business Bureau, Conscious Capitalism, Be Local, and Cause San Diego. We're all focused on impacting the community of San Diego through the work they do as business leaders. Welcome to the show. In late April, Nationally San Diego, a business organization that brings together entrepreneurs, investors, brands, retailers, and industry experts for one purpose, to make San Diego the best place to launch and scale a natural products company, held their premier annual event, SlamFest 2023. SlamFest is a head-to-head Shark Tank-style contest for Southern California's most promising group of natural products brands, providing more than $150,000 worth of prizes. And today, in the studio, we have the winner, Kristen Fracassi, the founder and CEO of Root & Splendor. Kristen, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me on the show. Founded in 2017, Root & Splendor is a clean living lifestyle brand dedicated to creating 100% natural home and body products that are safe, effective, and eco-conscious. So Kristen, first off, congratulations. Thank you. The competition was pretty tough there. I actually was at the event, and I know that was a big narrowing down from what, something like 30 or 40 companies. I think so. And then it was the final six. And then it was the final six, yes. And competing amongst that final six was really such a privilege because... The other founders and owners of the other companies were amazing, and their products are incredible. And it was a blast. It, it was such a fun it party. Was, <laughs> it was really fun. I've been to similar things in other industries, like medical device, and there's nothing yes. like that. <laughs> I mean, people were up there. People were rooting for them. It was, yeah. it, was, it was a good time. It was a fun atmosphere, that's for sure. Just a lot of celebration and encouragement and support along the way. And it was a, it was a big event, lots of food and drink vendors. Lots of healthy food. Yes. The food was incredible. <laughs> Where I'd like to start is with you, and not so much what led to starting the business, but maybe a little bit more, even deeper, further back, what were some of the one, two defining moments in your life that kind of has gotten you to where you are today? Maybe it was uh, your parents or some other influence or a school. What's been key in your world? Wow, that's a great question. Key in my world is it probably been my faith and friendships and relationships. So I grew up with a really incredible family. Mom and dad, couples, uh, three siblings, two sisters and a brother, and just a really Where were you tight, in that pecking order? This, I was second to okay. oldest. Yeah, so three girls and then the boy, and we were all born within five years of each other. So my parents were busy with us, that's for sure. But really tight family unit, tight community that we were raised amongst and within. Grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. There you go, so, that's wholesome. Yeah, Midwest roots, that's for sure. My family's still there. I flew the coop, went to college in Montana State. I just had a desire to go out and explore the wild and be my own person. So I went out to Montana State. Well, Montana is not wild. <laughs> Montana is so beautiful. It is beautiful. The rivers, In fact, that's mountains, Bozeman, right? Bozeman, yeah, yep, it is, exactly. It is beautiful. Though. Oh, it's such a phenomenal place. So, yeah. yeah, I had those roots of just honesty and integrity. That's how my parents raised us. We were hardworking, um, grew up. My parents worked very hard, lots of chores around the house, and we were responsible for our actions. So just grew up with those roots. 
Was and your I, parents uh, entrepreneurial at all? Or? No, they were not. My mom was actually a homemaker. She was at home, busy with us four kids. And my dad was an accountant, a public accountant. He had all the financial details, and that's how he raised us too, just to be very detailed and smart and know how we are handling our money. So that has played a huge part in where I am today as well. That can be key to uh, running a business is knowing your numbers. Very much so, right? yes. Well, that's where that kind of leads to like, uh, so what's going on today? I know you got, you have four kids, right? We have four, four boys. Four, four boys. That's uh, a project. It's amazing. Yeah, my husband and I, we've been married for 20 years, almost 20 years in August. And we have four boys. And they're 14, 12, 10, and 4. So our home you is didn't, You didn't loud. stick to the five-year program. No, right? no, we did not. Well, what's interesting is we had our first three biological boys, and then we um, decided to try and do foster care. Oh, okay. And that was a decision my husband and I made together. We just really wanted to help vulnerable children, and there were so many kids in the foster care system. So we felt really led to open up our homes. And it was a tough decision because we already felt really busy with All our right, first sure. three boys. Yes, yeah. but... We knew that there were so many kids who needed a loving, stable home, and we had that to offer. So we decided to open our home into foster care, and we were matched with a beautiful little boy. It took us five years, actually, to get matched, and we finalized five years. Five Which years. is kind of amazing when you think about that. It's There's a lot of five years going on in my life here. So okay. five year, yeah. every, every five years, something <laughs> five big Five years happens. is significant. Yeah, yes, it. but then, yeah, so that's how Elijah, our youngest, joined our family. It was through foster care. We finalized his adoption about a year and a half ago, and that's why we have the gap between the 10-year-old and the 4-year-old. But going back to those toddler years, were they were so tough. <laughs> It I always laugh. I think you and I, I think we're talking before and I said, I think when I, when I meet women that have, or mothers that have all boys, it makes a certain kind of mom. Uh, <laughs> I think so. I mean? Toughens you up or something. I like think that. so. When I meet other moms of boys, I just, we cling to each other because right, right. we, we get it. Just like moms of girls, they right. haven't understand what other they moms are different. of girls. They're yes. definitely different. They're so different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got uh, two girls, two boys, and the girls are much more... Uh, Hey, they're way smarter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a little more drama. And the boys are just, you know. Lots of energy. Boys are boys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, lots of energy. I love being a boy mom. So having four of them has got to be got to be a hoot. So. It is a hoot all the time. <laughs> Three boys. They're a little mm-hmm. older. I mean, that must have been kind of an interesting seat watching them kind of. Uh, it was beautiful. Their role and all that. It yeah. was beautiful. Yeah, especially in the five years of waiting and being ready to open well, up so our they, home to a so boy. They, do, right? they, so they knew. Yeah. Yes, they were young at the time, but they knew. They we had uh, It's coming. Yes, we had an extra bed in the house. And we called it brother's bed and we mm. we just waited and in the meantime of those 5 years, we decided to open up our home to a different program called Safe Families for Children. And this is a national not-for-profit, but what we did is we were vetted and had to go through the background process, turn in a pretty significant application, but we opened our home temporarily for children in need and it was not through foster care. It was actually a way to prevent kids from going into foster care. Oh, okay. So we had plenty of children coming and going from our home within those five years while we were waiting for the child that needed us forever. So how, tip, how long would someone typically stay? Yeah, that was that's a good question. A month? It could longer? be a couple days, like okay. a weekend. Uh, the longest hosting we did through Safe Families was about four months. So you're kind of a transition? We are. What? Well, a transition. So what we do is we step in while the parents, typically a mom, single mom is in crisis. So it could be homelessness, could be a medical issue, could be a drug addiction. Mm. And the mom needs help, but she doesn't have any support around her. She has no community. So she could either call foster care and say, hey, please take my kids, or she could call safe families. And safe families open up their home temporarily for the typically the mom again to get some help. get back on their feet. And then once the mom is ready, she says, hey, I'm ready. And then the child goes back hopefully to a more stable environment. 
than when they started. That's awesome. Yeah. So you were bored and you thought, uh, <laughs> so bored. you thought maybe I should start a business. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. I was not so this bored. This is a great story. Well, what led to this business? What led, I had no intention of starting a business. I'll start there. So I yeah, what's, was. So what's your background? You went to school psychology. I, was it? Psychology was my undergrad, my master's. That's in important social for work. business. Yeah. Oh, so so important. Yeah. The, so, the other day it is all about psychology. It really is the relationships. Again, going back to my my roots and how I was raised, having the relationships. Now in my business, relationships are the most important piece of my business. That's for sure. So yeah, uh, bachelor's in psychology, master's in social work. And I was a social worker while I was raising my boys. And I worked in as a school social worker for uh, children with emotional disturbances. I worked at Children's Hospital here in San Diego as a social worker, typically crisis social worker. Then my last gig as a social worker was actually adoption social work. And what I got to do is I got to be essentially a friend to women who are pregnant who are trying to choose between adoption mm. or foster care. That's not how we got matched with our kiddo, but it was such a neat uh, just correlation of how it worked out. So I really developed a heart for women in crisis and trying to make that really tough decision. Right. That, that can be a really difficult decision. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the background. Root and Splendor started because I was a mom again, taking care of my four boys. I was learning about all the ingredients in our products that we use. It could be the toothpaste. It could be the hand soap. It could be the laundry detergent, the stain remover. And I started researching and learning more and more about the ingredients in our products. I was the mom. I trusted the products I was grabbing off the shelf at the store. I thought that they were going to be safe for my family, and I had no problem using them. So I gravitated towards the natural products. I You're trying to do the best, right? Trying to do the best I could, yes. Paying the premium. For my kiddos, yes, exactly. And I was okay paying a higher price, thinking that the products were safer for my kids. And the results that I was getting from the natural products were... They were okay. They were pretty mm. mediocre, to be honest. But I thought they were safe for my kids, so I was okay with that. But once I started... I'm, I'm with you on that. My wife's yeah. always buying, like, you know, the detergent or whatever for the sink. It's like, it doesn't cut the grease. It doesn't right. do the job yeah. here, you know? Yes, and we can get into some of those nitty-gritties yeah. and why later on. But once I started learning that the ingredients in these natural products were still not safe for my kids and the results were pretty mediocre, I started searching and looking for laundry soaps and stain remover that could work and that were safe. So at the time, I was under the under the assumption that natural products again were safe for my kids, and that's what, where I felt that's really. Just, that's duped. just marketing. Man, I felt so <laughs> duped as a consumer. That's the problem. It's just marketing. Yes, it was yeah. marketing, and you know, again, I trusted everything that I grabbed off the shelf. So I was not okay with this reality. Like, okay, now it's not safe. I started researching how to make my own laundry soap. One back in the day. Oh, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so many recipes out there online. I tried all sorts of them, but the more I did my research, and hitting it with the stick, all the way, <laughs> yeah, shaving your soap, shaving <laughs> nice. the bar, making a liquid. So the more research I did, the more problems that came up and that arose, and the more difficult the formulation became. So actually, Root and Splendor was a culmination of five years of R&D. Another five years. Eh? Another, there we go. That's the five years. Five years of research and development and trying to fine-tune this. And as the years were going by and the research was going deeper and deeper, I realized this was beyond my understanding. Even though I was a great researcher, I looked in, under every rock and every corner and tried to figure this out. I met with chemists along the way and they taught me, okay, some soap doesn't open in hot water. Some doesn't work in cold water. And I'm thinking, I want my detergent to work with everything. I want it to work on all stains. So that's when so I hired- like scientists that are in the industry, like working for these companies? At or, the time, or, or they were not 
a formulation chemist. They were just friends of mine that okay. I knew that I would reach out to and say, hey, what do you they think of this? Chemistry. Exactly. Yeah. And that's when I learned from these friends who are chemists that I needed a formulation chemist to really get the job done that I needed. So what I was trying to do was trying to formulate products that were going to give me excellent results at cleaning my kids' clothes. Our four boys get very messy and dirty. I was trying to formulate products that were safe for my family and for the environment. And it was very difficult. So I did have to search really hard for formulation chemist. And I finally found a lot of formulation chemists along the way told me, no, I cannot work with you because my standards were so high. So I searched and searched and I finally found chemists that would work with me. And I found enzyme scientists that would work with me. And we created, they really took our formulas that we had and just beefed them up and made them great and worked within my standards, which was really wonderful. So I find that an interesting comment you just made. That uh, your standards are too high. St so they were, so they it, just, was they it was a complicated. Realistic, exactly. uh, scientifically, they didn't think it yeah. was. It was a complicated feat. And wow. they did have a price for it too, a price tag. Right. And, you know, being a mom and I was self-funded along the way and not even still intentionally trying to start a business here, I had a price point too. So I had to really work with what I had and right. within our means as well until we found our team and we created so our needed, final product. You needed someone who had a passion, like you I had did. a passion, right? Exactly. That you could connect to. Yeah. Right. Find, yeah. Find the right stakeholders. And I and program. I was willing. I was willing to search high and low for the right people, the right team to work with. So, yeah, we created the final formulas, and I sent the formulas off for third-party lab testing. So I was trying the products in our home. I was giving it to friends. Everybody loved the results. But at that time, I realized I have something very unique, and that's not on the market. And that's when I started thinking, maybe I do need to bring these to market. because So especially thinking about other moms and dads. Parents of kids, they are going to want this too. I can't be the only one who wants clean, safe, hey, and good right. for you products. So that's when I got it third-party lab tested, and we got the results back. And I remember when I got the results back in the mail. At that time, I had, I was growing a beautiful garden in my backyard. We had lots of animals, and I got the results. I was actually in the garden. My husband brought me the results, and I opened up the results, came in the mail. And the results were premium levels. So premium means the best type of clean you could get. So you have economical clean, you have moderate clean, and then you have premium. So the leading laundry detergents out there are premium clean. They give you a great result. So we got premium clean, and the dosage was just one tablespoon, which is a half a fluid ounce, which is about half of what the other brands require. And with those results, I was thrilled. And I knew we had something really special. So how did you solve the safety issue then? Yeah, that's a great question. So... With the safety and formulating, again, we chose only natural ingredients, but then the safety, we really looked at a, a several different databases, including the Environmental Working Group. The Environmental Working Group, they research all the ingredients out there, and they rate these ingredients on safety, safety for the environment, for our skin, for allergies, for reproductive systems, carcinogen levels, and we chose only acceptable as safe ingredients. So everything going in the product would meet that criteria. Yes, exactly. Nice. Yeah. So it was tough to formulate along the way. It was a lot of work. So how did you make this? I mean, like, at least, yeah. at least the initial products. How did you make the initial products? Is there a lab yeah. somewhere that whipped this up for my, you? Or? My garage. You the bathtub? <laughs> my garage. Where, where, where we so I'm a doer, and I, I love getting on. my hands dirty. I love all it. Right. Yes, I did all the research. I wanted to be involved in every piece of this. So I started sourcing the raw materials. Actually, interesting tidbit here. We got matched with our son, Elijah, through foster care. The same month the world shut down because of covid the same month I decided to bring in raw materials to launch my business. So it was a very busy month, <laughs> to say the least. So I brought in drums of these raw materials, put it in our 400-square-foot garage, 
in our home and I started making it. So I had, I knew how to make it. I knew all the blending instructions, the pH level, the temperatures, everything to get. And I just started making so it. So you're a scientist at heart. I love that. Yes, <laughs> I, I am. Yes, very much so. I love all so the facts. engineering and school. Which is kind of interesting, right? Yes. Like how we end up, what school we it go is. to. Like yeah. I went to engineering school. Maybe I still went to uh, ah, psychology. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's kind great. of funny how that all works out. Yes, it is. So tell us some more. So uh, now we got some product. When was that? When that was, yeah, what so year was that? We launched the laundry soap and stain remover in 2019, okay. in July of 2019. So that was yeah. kind of a two year, you said five. Yeah. Yep. So it was five years of, yep, five so years of research. So that I saw. 2017 is when I applied for my business license. Okay, gosh. Yeah, okay. but I didn't launch the, I didn't officially launch the business then. So 2019 is when I launched the laundry line. A few months before that, in 2018, I launched our room and body sprays. So what I was also doing in the same time I was formulating the laundry line, I was formulating our scent profile. So laundry soap needs to smell good, right? As consumers, we love good smelling laundry. So I also formulated my whole scent profile made only with essential oils. And so my kitchen was also a lab where I was using little pipettes and essential oils and <laughs> making all these beautiful scents along the way. And I had hundreds of scents going and I would take all these very detailed notes and Finally, I came up with my top four favorite scents, and I came up with them one at a time. It wasn't that I came up with them all at once, and I named them a specific name, something that had, had inspired me for that blend. And so I launched these scents in a room and body spray in late 2018. I believe it was November 2018. The reason I launched those scents first is because, one, they were ready to go in the room and body sprays, but two, I wanted to test the scent profile and everybody loved the scents. So I knew when we were launching the laundry line, the scent profile was going to be identical. We would already have a little bit of a following for the scents that people wanted now to have for their clean laundry. Nice. Yeah. Or is your husband in this whole program? He's was around. He, is he a mixer too? Or he, how's, that, how's that work? He, Eric is my best helper, that's for sure, and best friend and great business partner. Um, very involved along the way. He's you know another part of my brain that helps me think things through. He calls himself now the delivery boy and the, I think, uh, the box terror downer or something like that. He, yeah, he's very involved and helpful with every part of the business. So how are you making the product today? Yeah, so we moved out of our garage in July of 2022. So we stayed there as long as we possibly could in the garage, moved into a warehouse in Vista where we still handcraft all the products and we package. So San Diego made product here, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, through and, and through. San Diego County. Yes, yeah. Wonderful. I love being the home base, you know, in San Diego. So where are all you distributing to? Yeah, so we have currently, we have about 200 retailer partners that buy from us around the country and even Guam and Canada. Typically our who we sell to are bulk refill stores. I'll tell you a bit about that in a minute. We also sell to national or natural grocery stores, farm stands, salons, boutiques, gift shops. We cross many different industries. But these bulk refill shops is who the bulk of our business is. And I'll tell you a little bit about that. So along with our formulas being clean and safe for the environment, safe for people, I wanted packaging that was also safe and eco-friendly and sustainable. So I, again, searched high and low, years of research on packaging. I finally came up with a bag-and-box design, which is like a boxed wine. And mm. this bag-and-box design has a flexible plastic interior that holds the laundry soap, and the exterior is a cardboard box, essentially. And this style packaging gives us an 800% reduction in carbon footprint oh, when wow. you look at the full life cycle of the package compared to a plastic jug that other detergents are sold in. So it's a very eco-friendly, sustainable option. 
So we also have no water in our laundry soap formula. We took water out of our formula. That was the help of my chemist who did that for me because, again, thinking about sustainability, I did not want to ship water across right. the country. It's bulky. It's Heavy. a precious resource. Yes. I did not want to waste it. Our machines had all the water for us. So I'm like, let's get rid of water. We don't need that. So we're ultra concentrated. We're in sustainable packaging. And then I thought, wait a second. Even though we have a sustainable package here, it's still a single-use container. You still need to recycle and compost the package. What can we do so it's not so single-use? So I just came up with a larger design of the bag-and-box idea where we would sell to bulk refill stores around the country. This is a movement that's catching on like oh, wildfire. Like it's amazing. So it's kind of like the water bottle jugs or whatever kind Ex of idea. Like yep. You go reusable. refill. Exactly. So nice. these are typically independently run stores. Women or men who own these uh, small stores in local communities – they buy in bulk from Root & Splendor, anywhere from five gallons up to 50 gallons at a time. We ship to them. Customers come to them with an empty container or they can get an empty container from the refill store, fill up their Root & Splendor laundry soap and stain remover and room and body sprays, go home and use it and come back with that empty container and keep refilling. It's so cool. I mean, I it makes sense. It. We do it in other areas. I we mean, do I just it. refilled my uh, gas from my grill the other day, right? Yes. So it's not uh, it's a new concept. Thing. It's so not it's new, yeah. but it's not as convenient right. as going to the store. So it's catching on. And as consumers become more sustainable and more aware of their impact on the environment, then this is just going to keep becoming a more, more and more popular idea. Now you have other products too. Is that correct? Yeah. So our laundry detergent and our stain remover, I don't want to forget to talk about the stain remover. This is also a premium result product. We got this third-party lab tested. Our products work amazing on stains and odor removal. So the use of the plant-based enzymes go in there and do all the dirty work of removing those odors and stains. So we have our laundry soap. It comes in five different scents. It's actually four scents and one that's unscented. Uh, we have our stain remover. We have wool dryer balls that are American-made from an American female farmer. Uh, she raises her own sheep, shears the wool, washes the wool, and packs these dryer balls for root and splinter. And they're mega size, so all you need is two per load of laundry compared to typically other brands are about four to six balls per load of laundry. We have bamboo measuring cups. If you're the type of person who likes to measure your laundry, which not a lot of people do, it's about half and half. These little sustainable bamboo measuring cups, you just fill it up with one tablespoon of product to do your laundry. And then so when you want to create the whole profile, the everything, whole, everything yes, you need, everything we need, it's actually just four items for our laundry essentials. So it's a laundry soap, stain remover, wool dryer balls and bamboo measuring cup. The reason we don't have fabric softener or bleach products or bleach alternatives is our laundry soap gets premium results also for softening clothes, brightening colors and whitening white. So we had so early formulations. Totally. We don't need it. As consumers, we're used to having one product for the tile, one for the tub, one for the toilet, you know, one product for everything. And ours sums it all up in one wow. in the laundry, laundry soap Kristen, and stain that's, remover. That's phenomenal. Thank you. No wonder you won this contest. Thank you. I, I appreciate didn't get, it. You didn't get all this in your six minutes we, no. uh, of fame in front of the crowd. I, I right? believe it was four minutes. It <laughs> was, was four such, minutes. <laughs> it was <laughs> pretty quick. And I say that because four minutes was so quick. To summarize everything we do in four minutes was right, a right. challenge. That is difficult yeah. for sure. But I want to mention too, the room, going back to our other products, we have the room and body sprays and we call them room and body because they're safe to spray on your body. When my kids spray them on themselves, my husband, throughout the day, we squirt ourselves, but also safe for rooms. Air fresheners, uh, you can use them as a linen spray. We spray them on our animals. They're safe to spray everywhere. Then we have a hand shield and a bug shield. 
This is part of what we call our wilderness collection. So a hand shield is essentially a hand sanitizer, but without the alcohol. So it cleans your hands, it moisturizes and protects your hands. It keeps your healthy microbiome alive. Rather than alcohol, what alcohol does kills everything. And then our bug shield is an incredible bug repellent, uh, DEET-free, uses just the powerhouse blend of essential oils to keep mosquitoes away. So that's been a great nice. new release product that's very popular. Got something for flies. I'm waiting for the fly season to yep. show up in PB here. That's yeah, my, I uh, know, right? It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. All the cloudy whatever weather. The only good news is the flies have stayed in bay. Yep, but especially weekend, at the beach. There's a few of them out yeah, there now. they're yeah. coming around. So what, what do you got? What do you got for that, Kristen? So, yeah, the for the fly? Yeah. Yeah, the bug shield is going to be a game changer. Yeah, All right. it, we've had reviews I from- wanna, I want to be on your prototype test team. You should be. <laughs> so we've had reviews from all over this country. We even field tested it ourselves, a group of 21 of my family members on the banks of the Missouri River last July. And we only use my bug shield instead of other bug repellent. And even my mom, who's so prone to mosquito bites and bug bites, she left with one bite after five days of camping and that was a win because she's usually eaten alive. I get that. I'm that yes. guy. Yes. I'll, you'd be standing there talking to me, and I'm yeah. just, like doing this the whole time. Ho- Hawaii, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Alaska. It's been tested. South Carolina has been tested all over, and yeah, everybody loves this product. Wow. Yeah. You've been busy. Yes, we've been busy. So t- let's talk about the entrepreneurial journey a mm-hmm. little bit. I mean, so that was kind of the science project mm-hmm. behind all this. What's been some of the biggest challenges and what's been maybe one of the biggest surprises? Yeah, that's a great question. The entrepreneurial journey has been a constant learning curve, that's for sure. So I did not start off, like I mentioned, wanting or trying to have a business. But we launched. I launched these products and it they took off right away. The learning curves along the way have been in every aspect in terms of how to find economical shipping, how to source our materials, how to make sure we have enough supplies to get us through the forecasted next six months with COVID and having raw material right. shortage along the way. That was Supply a huge challenge. Chain Supply chain issues have challenge been huge. That we didn't use to have. Yes. You know. We are uh, completely self-funded at Root & Splendor, and that has not necessarily been a challenge. It's been a goal of mine so far to maintain self-funded. So structuring my business in a way that it meets our needs, but we're, fr- you know, we take, we're frugal. I watched the bottom dollar all the time. So a lot of my brain energy goes into watching that bottom dollar and spending wisely along the way. Dad, dad's kicking in. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's We're watching the numbers really close. Always that comes from my dad just being raised in. An well, I mean to be able daughter. to have as many products as you have and all yes. the things you're doing to be able to all self funded. That's, yeah. that's that's really amazing. Thank you. It's been such a blessing too. Though our products have caught on so fast, and that's just amazing to me. The products speak for themselves. We've done essentially no marketing. We've spent less than $1,000 on marketing or advertisement. So it's truly been I word of mouth. I spend more than that in my consulting. Business. It's been word of mouth. Uh, our bulk refill stores refer us to the, their next bulk refill store friend. Customers who buy from us direct to consumer refer us to their friends and their family. It's grown by word of mouth. And again, the products speak for themselves. We'll certainly uh, put the appropriate links into our, the, when we launch the podcast sure. here, like where are these yep. stores that we can buy this and yeah. those kinds of things. So yeah. people can find your product. Yep. Go to rootandsplendor.com. That's our website. You can buy direct from there. But also we have a link to all of our retail partners around the country Ah, where you can type in your zip code and find the closest shop to you, whether it's your natural grocery store or your refill shop. So what's been the biggest surprise? What's happening? Like, man, I never, other than obviously the success you're having, but like what's been a big surprise? Didn't think I was going to be an entrepreneur or business person. (laughs) And here I am. So that's a surprise. But what else? Yeah. What else jumps out at you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think 
trying to find, making sure I have the right people for all the jobs um, and all everything that we need to fill has been a challenge, but it's also been something I've been very patient in. I come up with different ideas all the time, and I, I want to have that person that can take that lead rather than adding more to my plate. Kind of learning along the way to be patient, waiting for that right person and not jumping on just you know, someone that's right in front of me at the time, but really So how waiting. do you filter? How do you know that's tough. the right person? That's what, tough. What, what are you looking for? Yeah. Obviously, maybe it might the technical skill or whatever, what it might sure. be from packaging to whatever, mm-hmm. but how do you really sort through the person that's going to do the real work for you? How, yeah, how do that's, you know? Yeah, that's hard. And that's, I think, why I'm patient with it because I don't want to just jump the gun. So I've got a good sense, especially with my psychology and social work background, I have a good sense of people. I have a good read on people. I like to watch you, people. You take them into the lab. And I, yes, I <laughs> do all my testing. And I just said I like to watch people. It sounds kind of creepy, but I, I, <laughs> I, um, I have a sense of their integrity, of mm. course, right away. Their interpersonal skills, huge for me. Like, can we have a conversation? I'm trying to figure out if they're going to be trustworthy. Um, their creativity, their attention to detail is huge for me as well. Those, how well are you focusing on the little things? Because with my business, every little thing matters. It starts just with the minute to leading up to the big. So I am a huge believer in all the foundation of Root and Splendor. We put so much energy and thought and work into so that once we have the larger Root and Splendor, we're going to have that really strong foundation. So I look with that with mostly the ladies who work for us. So I'm going to push it a little bit harder. Again, how do you really know? I mean, is this, uh, you're, you're watching, but like, what are you watching? I mean, a normal interview is you come in, you have a conversation. Yeah. I mean, do you put people into some sort of action or work or something okay, to try that's, and understand? Or do you have a kind of preset set of questions that well, you... Well, I've been fortunate in that I've met everyone who works with Root & Splendor through a different avenue than just uh, an interview. So I've been able, for instance, one of our gals, her name is Feli. You probably met her at the party for the Naturally San Diego. But I saw her through our church. Actually, she was making signs on with her pen, a little marker, on craft paper. And she was making signs. And she was so paying so much attention to every detail that she was putting into this work. This is my kind of gal. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And she's a volunteer. And she clearly cared a lot about what she was doing. And then she approached me and she said, hey, I saw your products at Fraser Farms and I love what you're doing. And she spoke passionately about what, what we're doing. So then, then I just, again, I started watching her like, okay, wait a second. I like how you're Everybody paying your very attention to Everybody your church now is going to be going, is she watching <laughs> <Yes>. me? Am I, <laughs> am I next? <laughs> oh, I wish I could hire so many people. Um, so I, I was watching her attention to detail. I was watching her passion just in her volunteer work. Mm. I was hearing her passion and her excitement about what we're doing. And she was the type of gal I wanted to bring in. Naturally, San Diego. How's that fit into the equation for you? I mean, obviously, you, you won this award, and there's uh, lots yeah. of great gifts of money or whatever so I'll associate with gifts. that. But yes. um, maybe the journey of that? I mean, have you yeah. been part of Naturally San Diego for a while? Or I, I'm brand new to Naturally San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah, it you was just a- swooped in and won the deal and <laughs> <laughs> took your money. You're that gone. Was, or what? Oh my gosh, that was so fun. So it was my husband. He does, uh, you know, again, all a lot of work behind the scenes. He does a lot of the business work, so connecting me with people. But he found, through the Vista Chamber of Commerce, the Naturally San Diego Network. And he said, this is a network I think you should check out, Kristen. He said, hey, they're having, this was in December. He said, they're having a Christmas event at a bar at the end of December. Let's go. And I thought, okay. So I bought us tickets. We went to this Naturally San Diego event. And off the bat, I knew this was a community I wanted to be a part of. A lot of the board members were there. And a lot of the members were there. And it was a fun, festive event, but it was also so 
encouraging to see so many people be truly passionate and excited about what we were doing. We were brand, they didn't know anything about Root and Splendor. So a lot of people approached us and asked us questions. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? The excitement seemed genuine and sincere. They started connecting us. A lot of board members started connecting us with different people that were at the meetup and also people that were not even at the meetup that couldn't attend that night. So right away, my first meeting with Naturally San Diego, I felt like I was getting plugged in and they were, they seemed to genuinely care to help my business succeed and thrive. Yeah, I mean, that's really kind of what the whole premise of the organization is. is. You know, we had Kirsten in here, Doug Raggio, the the honey guy. Uh, He's the one that introduced me to Naturally San Diego. And as we did in the intro, I mean, the whole idea is like kind of these more veteran entrepreneurs that have successful businesses are giving back Mm -hmm. and saying, how do we help each other or help the the startups? So it seems like a great organization. Like I said, the Slam Fest was a a good time. Oh, so fun. And yes. uh, it's great to, you know, I mean, even doing that work, doing the pitch, I mean, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, because I, it is, it's not easy putting a pitch together. It was not easy. I actually, when I heard about the pitch through some of the board members and then through the newsletters that were coming out, I would see announcements for the pitch and, hey, it's time to get your applications in. And I just felt, I didn't feel like I could do it. I mean, I, I knew I could apply, fine, but I didn't, I didn't think I would make it to the finals or win. Because I'm looking at these other amazing natural brands in San Diego. San Diego is a hotbed of amazing entrepreneurs. Yeah, how many members? I mean, like 300 or something? I I don't remember the number, but it's in the hundreds for sure. And I think they've they've gained so many members just in the last few months, I believe. So, and Naturally San Diego has anchored businesses here naturally in uh, San Diego, just huge companies. And then you have very small startups like mine. And it doesn't matter if you're huge or if you're small, you really feel like you're a part of this community. So I saw that it was time to turn in applications and a couple of the board members like, Kristen, you should try this. You should do it. And I decided, well, what the heck? I'll just give it a try. So I put in my best application I possibly could. Got a phone call or an, it was an email a few days later that we made it to the finals. And I was so excited. So you got to the finals just through an application? There, there, was, application. there wasn't a preliminary interview or so, anything like that? Yeah, or? you had to, um, the first 35 or 40 people, uh, companies sent in their applications. There was a, a team that reviewed each application along with your samples. You had to submit those as well. Okay. And this team sat down and probably so much work to sift through these 35 or 40 brands that are all doing really amazing things. And they chose the top six, their favorite top six that they thought had the potential to go to the finals for the pitch slams and then potentially win. So I was like just ecstatic that we made it to the top six and just felt, I felt really honored as, you know, as a startup brand and self-funding and just putting in all the hard work every day, every moment of every day to get that brand recognition just felt really significant to me. I knew our, our products were selling well, but this felt different. It was About just, validation. It was. Yeah, as amongst a brand. All the other, right? Amongst all the amazing others. So we made it to the top six and uh, Naturally San Diego did an amazing job. They paired each of the finalists with a mentor and the mentor spent a month. It was about a, an hour a week for a month helping us fine tune our pitch. I had never pitched before. I didn't even know what a pitch deck was. And they right, told me half right. your pitch deck, your rough draft due this day. And so I, I told my mentor the first day I met him, I said, I need all the help I can get. And I really want to win this thing. And so he and I, his name is Sky Meltzer. He and I worked so closely together and just, we hit it off with our relationship and what he just helped me get to the meat of, he That's kept saying, let's put meat on the getting, bones. Getting to the core. Yes. Yeah. And my, I, my first pitch I turned into him was 15 minutes long. And I just like, Sky, there's no way, there's no way I can do this. He's like, we can do this. So I got it down to four minutes and went that night to pitch. And 
I wanted my family there. My family. Oh, you know, you had the whole crew there. We had the whole crew. Yeah, my husband, our three oldest boys. I, I did get a babysitter for our youngest, just because he he would have been all over the place. Some of our ladies and their husbands who work for us came to support us. But I wanted everyone there because I it's it's a whole team effort. It's not just Kristen Root and Splendor. It's the whole team. Everyone right, puts their right. heart and soul into what we're doing in our products. So to have them there that night and to pitch, I was so nervous to get up there and pitch, but I did feel the camaraderie amongst the other finalists. We were- Because there were all, probably, what, 150 people there I think so? they had 300 300 or so. I it was? Yes. Yeah, it yeah. was a huge crowd. It was a pretty big, big hall. Yeah, yes. at Liberty Station. So Yeah, so the yeah. camaraderie was real. The excitement for the other finalists was very genuine, and I felt that in the room. So I got up there, and I just gave my pitch, and I did it, and- and I was, and here you are. Yeah. And then, gosh, they called us that said we won. And I was, I still am so excited. I still say pinch me. So to win that is really phenomenal. You're full of positive energy here. Thank but you. so what are you optimistic about? I yeah. Mean, we, we live in a world where there's a lot of scary, mm-hmm. crazy things going on and fear based mm-hmm. news all the time. Yes. What, what are you excited about? What are you optimistic about? Yeah. I have a lot. Of, I do have a lot of optimism. I'm, I'm a very hopeful person. I see positives in things. I do see challenges too. But, our products are loved and we have a natural momentum and this movement of sustainability and consumers being more and more aware of the ingredients and what's in their products and who's making their products because consumers are really interested in the story. Who's making my products and why? And I think there's a really bright future ahead for Root & Splendor. I'm really excited about the team we've created. Uh, we're going to be adding on more people soon. So yeah, there's a lot of hope. I'm I'm excited about all the partners, retail partners we work with, kind of going back with the, that relationship piece. Each of the owners that buy from us, whether it's a small store or a larger chain like Bristol Farms, Lazy Acres, Jimbo's, my relationships really matter to them. And I pour a lot of energy into that. I had one uh, retail partner get on the phone with me the other day and she said, you are the only vendor that has called me in four years of business to introduce themselves. And I was sad by that that was the only one but i also thought well of course i'm gonna call you like you right. you matter to me right, we're, right. we're on the same mission you were here. surprised no one else had done that right? yeah i was <laughs> yeah like we're on the same team so yeah i do see a really bright future root and splendor we are in our early formulation stages of a full kitchen line so oh. this will be uh, yeah dishwashing detergent you're, you're not lacking for product ideas no i can no. see that <laughs> goodness we do every aspect of our lives need clean products. We need clean products from brands we can trust and with sustainable packaging. So yeah, we're on a mission really to do that and to change how consumers can shop and their options. Well, got to wrap up. Amazing. One final thought. Yeah. What's what's like, what's the one thing? Well, I want to mention one last thing and it goes back to the beginning of uh, vulnerable children. So safe families, we Mm. are a socially conscious company and we do give a portion of our profits back to Safe Families for Children as a way to help these families in crisis and help them restore their family units. They can be stronger. So that's a huge part of who we are. It's a huge part of my roots and my family, and we want to give that back with our part business of the higher as well. purpose yes. of what you're doing yeah. over there. Yeah, so we're really grateful for all the support through the years, and we're excited to keep going. You are on a fast track to somewhere. That's thank for, you. That's for sure. Well, <laughs> Kristen... You. I want to thank you for coming to the show and uh, Thanks for having sh- me. sharing your story. It's like, it's just awesome. I just love uh, your energy and the passion and what you're bringing thank to you. the party here. And just another great San Diego company or a great San Diego leader. Thank you. Uh, putting together another amazing company here in our, in our community. So thank you for that. Thank you very much for having me. So that's our show for today. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe, comment, and most importantly, share the podcast with a friend. Again, special thanks to our collaborative community of San Diego business organizations, the Better Business Bureau, Conscious Capitalism, Be Local, and Cause San Diego. 
We're all using the influence of business to positively impact our very own community of San Diego. I'm Jeff Lenton from Jailbreak Leadership saying, until next time, go do what you do. Go do what you do best, for we are all counting on you.